listening to Mike and John Got It Going On, a Livingston County-based podcast that's based in, well, Livingston County. And now, Mike and John. Tuesday, here we go. Did you survive pie day? Yeah. Did you have any pie? I did not. I I had some really good bread. Ah, Which, the bread. Yeah, yeah. From we'll, yesterday. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. All right, we'll talk about the bread. Lots coming up today. Uh, we're going to talk uh, sports with Tim Robinson. Yes. Local sports. And um, I don't want to put this. There's an impromptu press conference coming up right here on this podcast mm. very soon. Maybe while you're doing news, I'll get it set up. You think you will? You don't even know what's coming, do I you? I don't know. All right. But I never, did, I never did, so to be fair, <laughs> well, you, you know. <laughs> the show isn't Mike and John know what's coming. No, it's we no. got it going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Mike and John so, know what's going on. or yeah, No, <laughs> no clue what's no, going no, no. on. It's we got it going on. Something like that. As soon that. as we figure out what it is, we'll let you know. Absolutely. Uh, so an impromptu press conference coming up today. Tim Robinson uh, with sports. We'll talk with uh, Rich Perlberg, the state of... Um, the state of media in, in Livingston County. Yeah. Of course, uh, former editor of the Livingston County Daily Press in Argus. And, uh, you know, I think the the media landscape is changing, not just here in Livingston County, but, you know, across the world. And I uh, thought it would be an interesting conversation to talk about what was and what is and, and what's to come. And maybe, yeah, where it's going. Uh, also, Uncle Bill joining us for an early edition right. of School of the Fools. Remember, last week he wasn't going to be able to be with us, but he called and said... How about a Tuesday class? And right. we were like, we haven't studied, but we're welcome to uh, give it a shot. Okay. We never studied anyway. No. And, you know, here's the thing. We arranged for a substitute for, we did. for tomorrow, so now we have a double dose of School of the Fools. We'll be making paper airplanes and hoping for a movie. Yeah, this is like extra credit. Well, no, tomorrow will be extra credit. Today is class. Right. Then tomorrow with the substitute, that'll be extra credit. That's kind of the goof-off day. Yeah. <laughs> We need a goof off right, day because right. we never goof off. Oh, yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, I, want to th- I want to thank Firehouse Doors for being our major sponsor here on Mike and John. Got it going on. And without further ado, the news is going on. <laughs> Gigo News with John King. Yes. Without further ado, this is what's going on. After two previous unsuccessful attempts, a petition effort filed by a Brighton woman to recall a member of the Brighton Area Schools Board of Education is moving forward. A petition seeking the recall of Trustee Bill Trombley was approved Monday on a three-to-nothing vote of the Livingston County Election Commission. It was filed by local attorney Sarah Cross, who alleges that Trombley failed to read the board packet prior to a September 27th meeting. It had failed to advance earlier this month due to a dating error. Cross immediately corrected that and resubmitted it. Trombley did not appear for either of the last two hearings. The other petition seeking the removal of Trustee John Conley was rejected by the panel March 4th. Cross appealed that decision Monday to the Livingston County Circuit Court. Cross says if no decisions issued within 40 days, the petition language will be considered valid and they can begin collecting signatures. A major freeway project began Monday in Oakland County. The opening phase of the $269 million I-96 flex route project will close both the east and westbound I-96 shoulders between Kent Lake Road and the I-275-696 M5 interchange to allow for tree and brush removal in areas immediately adjacent to the freeway. Then the actual construction of the flex route will begin next Monday, March 21st. While the work will allow the freeway to remain open, there will be associated lane and ramp closures, including at Kent Lake, Milford, and Wixom roads. Starting in late May, those ramps will be shut down for about six months. 
That sounds fun. <laughs> it sure does. Six months. Yeah. Wow. Closed ramps through uh, that stretch. You got to do it, Better though. I hope there's not an accident. <laughs> you got to do it. Uh, you'll find all the details on the Mike and John Facebook page. And a bipartisan measure introduced Monday by 8th District Democrat Alyssa Slotkin will seek to cut off a potential revenue stream for the Russian government as it continues to assault Ukraine. The Stop Russian Gold Act would prevent Russia's central bank from using its extensive gold reserves to fund the war against Ukraine. According to the International Monetary Fund, Russia holds more than 130 billion U.S. dollars in gold, about 20% of its total reserves. That makes it one of the biggest sovereign gold owners in the world. Slotkin said, quote, as Ukrainian civilians are fleeing for their lives, we have to make the consequences for Putin's barbarism as painful as possible for him and his regime, end quote. Among those supporting the measure is fellow Michigan Congressman Peter Meyer, a Grand Rapids Republican. And that's what's going on. Now, before we get to Tim Robinson, do you want to have the press conference before Tim or after Tim? Because right. this is sports-related. It is. It is sports-related. Okay. It's it's breaking news. Okay. All right. <laughs> like like everything these days. You know, yeah, breaking I news. Dro- I dropped a paperclip. Yeah, That's right. breaking news. Okay. No, do, do you want to do it now? Sure, or why not? Talk to Tim? Sure, no, no, All sure. Right. All right. Hold on. Entertain the masses. Uh-oh. I'll be right back. Oh, well, now you're screwed. What am I gonna do? I don't know. Yeah, I could eat a I could eat a cookie. Oh yeah, I could no. No, I'm not gonna eat a cookie. I already had. I had my breakdown the other day, and I had three of them, and that was bad. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna not. No, okay, what is going on back there? Nothing's I have, going on back. I have no idea what is happening back there, and I I'm not sure that I want to know. Oh, what's happening here? I have decided to come out of retirement. Can you see it? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay there, quarterback. I, Here, uh, let me do an interview with you. Yeah, all right. Yes, I've decided to come out of retirement. It was uh, 1995. I was in a promotional spot for the Southern, <laughs> Southeast Michigan Timberwolves yeah. down in Monroe, wow. where I was on the kickoff team. Yeah. And so, so give us your stats there, Jock. I have one pile-on jump-on tackle. And? That's it. Oh, okay. That's I didn't it. know that didn't that was the it. beginning but of it. I thought if Tom Brady can do it, why can't I? Right. And then it says my name on the back of the jersey. Yeah, we see, see that. that. Yeah, yeah, uh, we see the marina. All right. So, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm coming out of retirement. Wow. I don't have any rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And you're going to lose your breaking, wedding ring if you keep breaking this Breaking news. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's right. time for uh, Tim okay. Robinson and Jack right. of Sports Enough in all of seriousness Enough now. Of yeah. Well, wow, it's amazing I get to be uh, yeah, in the I presence. Mean, it still fits after 25 years. <laughs> Good morning, Mike and John. Good morning, Tim Robinson. Uh, I'm sorry you missed it, but the breaking news here in sports is that I have come out of retirement. I have the jersey on to prove it. That's good. <laughs> jersey. Southern Michigan Timberwolves, number 98, Marino, kickoff team. He... Uh, he I thought they retired that number for cause. <laughs> oh my God! Never let that number play again. This jersey's so old; the numbers are heavy. <laughs> Remember those jerseys? Like Tim? An iron-on? Well, it kind of yeah. is. See, it's yeah. kind of peeling. Oh yeah, don't let me show it. Yeah. It's kind of peeling off yeah. there. Okay, but yeah, uh, maybe I'll take over the spirit of Livingston and right. put the heat press on it. And so, Tim, if you, if you want to cover that in sports, uh, I've got the exclusive interview here for yeah, you. I'll, John will share the. I'll, the I'll send audio. it over to you. Yeah. All right, well, transcribe it for me, and I'll, I'll come by and pick it up later. Right. I'll have the staff get on that. Next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's going on in local sports, my friend? Well, the, the uh, Heartland boys team saw their season come to an end last night. Yeah. They lost to um, 
Catholic Central 69-36. Spencer Bohais had 11 points to lead the Eagles. Um, he, he was 9 of 14 from the free throw line. Uh, the um, But um, uh, that ended Heartland's season. They finished up at 18-5. and five. Pretty good pretty good season yeah. for Heartland, uh, the Heartland boys. And, uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet this morning. Uh, we, we talked to a, uh, several Heartland hockey players at uh, halftime on, on our broadcast. And uh, uh, Sean Hastings said that uh, winning the winning the uh, state championship was like a nice a, a good bowl of cinnamon toast crunch at wow. 9.30 at night. Yeah. That, that, that's one way to put it. Better, sure. Nothing's better than that. <laughs> no, it really is not. Uh, <laughs> now, tonight, uh, another broadcast for us. We're going to be um, up in the pier as the girls take on Midland Dow for the second year in a row in the quarterfinal. That should be a pretty good matchup. They're both 23-1. And, and, uh, you know, only one can, one can only one will go for it. Further. Did you just <laughs> yawn? Did you just you, yawn? You really can't yawn during your sportscast, Tim. It, it means you're kind of dozing off in the middle. I just bored. I just bored myself. Yeah. Oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, you know, I'm bored with me. Let's go on to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So, and we're in the uh, um, kind of now. Well, except for the. Heartland girls, uh, you know, winter sports season is over. The spring sports season started on Monday with the first day of workouts, and the weather is breaking just in time, I guess. It's yeah. supposed to be 70-something on Thursday. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll see it. I'll believe right. it. when you see it, yeah. And then it'll snow on Friday, so. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it doesn't surprise me. So are you prepared for the spring sports season? You're all you got your team ready to jump into action. Got, got your glove ready. Uh, I've got like uh, my, my gloves, my scarves, my mittens. <laughs> no, I, right, I, right. I kind of meant the baseball mitt. But yeah, I should have said because, mitt. Uh, you know, the coldest the coldest season of the year is a, is a uh, any 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 sports event in April. Right. Uh, no kidding. You know the wind the wind hawking in, and you know I mean. You know, it's. I mean, hockey is in in a in a ice rink, but there's no wind chill in hockey. There's plenty of wind chill in baseball. Yeah, I agree. Or track. Yeah, or it, it, or... in, in April baseball game, even you know, even if you go to Comerica Park, an April baseball game is pretty bitter. Yeah. But but sitting on some metal, you know, uh, <laughs> risers, yeah. uh, you know, in the middle of some field, right yeah, the yeah. bleachers. That's why they make those folding <laughs> chairs that every all the parents carry. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, well, the the uh, you know the little. Um, the seat cushions. Yeah, you know, yeah, the folding ones. Yeah, they're insulated for a reason. Yeah. Do they have heated ones? You know, I'm sure you can buy them. Yeah, yeah there you and go. Those are those are those you know, are for the elite. Maybe we should start a Venmo fundraiser to get Tim a heated cushion seat. Yeah. There you go. Well, I try to just go inside press boxes now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. In fact, I even have a, a portable heater that we've we that we have used. Uh, we used last spring when we did a couple of broadcasts. That was cold. You know what? You now is that one too? of those little fire pits? Do you just bring <laughs> a little fire warm your hands over it? Like that. Either that or get some of those hot hands, or the ones yeah. for your shoes, and and just put them on uh, underneath your pants. Yeah. By on your butt, so your butt's <laughs> just hot. Put one so in your yeah. pocket. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> something 
something goes wrong, I guess that's, uh, that's really... <laughs> that, that won't look weird at all. That really lights a fire under you, doesn't yeah. so. Okay. That's well, a, you know, maybe, hot buns. Maybe not. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hot buns, no, See, there you go. You know they got the hot feet and the hot hands. Yep. You can have yep. ones that are more round-shaped that right. stick on your butt. That while you're in the hot, you know, when you're in one of these uh, colder sports, you're all covered. You're ready to go. Hot points, Tim Robbins. You guys, you guys are gonna win a. You guys are gonna win a Nobel Prize. I oh, see yeah. It. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, we will, and we'll win it right after we get fired. But anyway, <laughs> so I digress. It's good that he's gotten over that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I, I see no bitterness at all. No, not, not, at all. not at all. Not at all. No, no, no. We're all through it now. Mm. Yeah, just like. Just, just like you know, if you want to bring up my the the time that we we lost the debate because we didn't answer questions the other side never asked. You know. Um, <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. You were on the debate team, Tim. Yeah, I gave that. I that was the, the year I didn't play football. So. Uh, uh, so you yeah, went we from football it. to debate. Yeah. And yep. you thinking of making any type of comeback? Because we could cover that here on the podcast. Yeah. Your de- uh, debate comeback. No, yeah. No, I. I we didn't do very well in debate uh, because I got pretty upset when we lost because we didn't answer questions the other side never asked. Ah, I see. That you know, seems a little... Let it go. Yeah, I see. Oh, you want to hear it? You want to hear about it? Or, or you want to hear about the touchdown I didn't score because... Uh, <laughs> they didn't give me the ball. Right. I rolled... No, I... I uh, somebody, somebody knocked out... Uh, knocked the ball out of the guy's uh, hands and, and rolled right in front of me. And at back, back then, I, um, I was limber enough, I guess, that I actually bent over and I grabbed the ball with my hands and I kicked it with my hands with my foot. <laughs> I, I got control of it, but I rolled in the end zone out of bounds and instead of uh, a touchdown or safety, it was a touchback and the other team got the ball instead oh. of third and 15 at the 10, it was first and first and, first and goal. 10 at the 20. Oh. It was a touchback. The other team got the ball and oh man. man. You know, but, and what year yeah. was that? No, it was only 47 years ago. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're over that. That's right. 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 Um, that would have been a great blooper yeah. shot, don't well, you Well, I was going to say, hardly the immaculate reception. Yeah. That, yeah, you know. there, was nothing, there was nothing immaculate about it. <laughs> okay, so I guess you're not trying to make a comeback in football or debate, Tim. No, no. no it's, probably best. it's probably best, you know, I mean, I try to let it go, but, you know, it, it doesn't ever go. Right. Yeah. So, hey, you know, in a couple minutes here, we're going to be speaking, I, I think, to a former uh, boss of yours. Uh, we're going to be talking to Rich Perlberg yeah, here he is, about the he is a former boss. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, you know about the state of media yeah. these days, uh, the oh, okay. changing landscape of, of media. Any any good dirt you, you can dish, <laughs> or any good questions we should ask? What do you think? Uh, Not that we're oh, putting I, you on the spot I, or anything. He'll, he'll have it pretty much covered. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Did you guys get along? Oh yeah, yeah, just checking. I, you know, in case I mean, you know, we had a we only had one one uh, debate, and I I won the question, and then and then they said, well, you have to do this. I said, well, that's fine, but I can't do it. At, you know, that was a that's another long story. Yeah, but, um, no. save it for another time, Tim. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll play. Yeah, I'll try to save it for you. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, so yeah, that's what's that's what's happening in sports. You know, Tigers are. Um, you know, they start, uh, I think they start this weekend or the spring training games in a couple of weeks. And then we'll be back to worrying about, uh, you know, why why they spent all that money on Eddie Rodriguez and it's not working out so well. 
Well, another starting pitcher making $25 million a year who all of a sudden can't throw anymore. Right. You know, maybe maybe we should start with the glass half full instead of the glass half empty, Tim. Come on now. Yeah. A little positivity here. <laughs> you know, I, I'm all positivity. Yeah. You know that. I've been watching the Tigers the last five years. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's rough. The glass is half full with whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, last year, you know, they, they won 77 games, and, they, and the, the San Diego Padres had two guys – with each with three hundred million dollar contracts uh, on the on the left side of their infield, and the Padres won seventy nine games. So you know the Tigers saved all that money, and they played pretty well last year. So I have I have a little bit of uh, I have a uh, grudging faith right now in right. AJ Hinch. Uh, you know, as long as they quit banging the garbage cans, so those should be okay. <laughs> so, but uh, I think it's fair to say uh, the expectation is an above five hundred finish, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, the hope is, yeah. you know, the hope is is that uh, we'll, we'll see. Probably will be another bumpy year with, you know, getting Spencer Turgeson and uh, Riley Green in the lineup, and you know, we'll see how it goes from there. All right, all right. Tim Robinson with a look at sports here on Mike and John. Got it going on. Thanks, Tim. We'll talk to you at the end of the week. All right. See you then. All yep. right. Bye. Uh, so let's talk a little about this bread we got yesterday from uh, Jordan Genso. Yeah. He uh, he dropped off a, a loaf of bread that he had baked like right that morning. I mean, he dropped it off. It was still warm and smelled just it, it amazing. Really did. How much is left? Did you say? Uh, there's probably about a quarter loaf left. You went through three. Quarters I did of not loaf? eat it all. My family dug into it. I did have a piece, and it was like just uh, amazingly good. Thought I was kind of part of the family yeah. since I'm here. There's about the, the quarter left yeah. up there for I'm you if you'd like to. If you, and you were a baker. Did you give me the butt end. You or? were a baker. Well, remember it was a round loaf. Yeah. yeah so it was, it was kind of like King's Hawaiian bread. You know how that comes. Yeah. Right. 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 Slice right. it yourself. Yeah. It was. So. Uh, it, it, it was amazingly good. But if you would like a the quarter piece that's left. If it's left when we get done with the show, I'm going to have it for breakfast, but it's okay. You can have it. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. (laughs) What's happening? Oh, is it our bomb again? It's our alarm Uh, again. I thought I turned that thing off. I don't know what you do with this thing. It's it's an alarm for time to call Rich, I guess. Here, this is is an ancient thing. Explain that to the kids. This is a device called a radio. (laughs) Do you want to tune it in? Okay, anyway. Hey, our community spotlight sponsored by Jordan Genso with the Genso team at Remax Platinum. Jordan and Ruth love baking for clients as well as anyone who refers friends and family to them. As we were just talking about, Jordan baked us a loaf of bread Monday morning and it was pretty damn good. So bottom line is we would like another loaf. So when it comes time to buy or sell... We're loafers. Yeah, we are. Give Jordan a call. 248-444-9777. Tell him, uh, tell him you love the show. You, you just love Mike and John. Go to got it going on. Just lie. Tell them that you love it. Yeah. And, you can say you um, like it a lot. Yeah. But love would be yeah, better. I mean, you know. And uh, if you do that, then he'll make us more bread. So, And you can tell, I need more bread. <clears throat> can you ask him to bring a jar of Jif with that next time? <laughs> okay. I prefer the reduced fat. I don't know. Hey, good morning. Rich Perlberg, Mike Marino, John King from Mike and John Got It Going On. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing fine this morning. How are you guys doing? Good, uh, good. Now, be- before we get into talking about media and everything, I know you're a big U of M guy. And uh, the big dance coming up, any predictions on how the Wolverines are going to do? <laughs> no, I mean, you, you got you to get somebody who uh, has a better crystal ball than me. Uh, <laughs> you know, we they just can, got off the phone. They can win any game, they can lose any game. That's true. You know, we just got off the phone with uh, Tim Robinson, of course, uh, who used to work with you. 
And uh, so he didn't have any dirt on you, Rich. You know, we asked. We tried. We tried to dig it out of him, and he wouldn't lay anything down. No. So you can tell us the dirt on Tim. I've got, I've got pictures. Okay. As <laughs> <laughs> we figured. <laughs> so we're we're going to talk a little about the uh, the state of media and uh, how it's changed over the uh, the time that John and I started back at the radio station. You were still at the uh, at the paper, and uh, obviously we're all in different places right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the basement. You're yeah. in a loft. <laughs> <laughs> You're with a beautiful woman. I'm with John. So, <laughs> what are you? What are you trying to say? Win-win, huh? Yeah. Oh God, yeah, totally. I think you got the better deal, Rich. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, uh, you know, so uh, when I started at the radio station back in 2002, and for many years after that, my day would begin. I would come in and I would pick up the copy of the Livingston County Daily Press in Argus, and my day would begin by going through the paper, the actual physical paper. Actually, he had it tucked you know, under his arm and went into the, well, uh, the, the men's executive We don't room. need to get into the details of how this happened, but I would you know, literally go through the paper and I would look for, okay, did we have that story? Okay, we missed that story. All right. And, you know, that was the sort of the guide star for how things went. And I and I think, you know, it was a, it was a, a, a good competition. I know that from the time I started and as things went on and I got more acclimated to Livingston County and understood it and better, you know, moved here eventually and, and fully uh, grasped it. Um, you know, I, I felt like that we got better as a news department and we improved. And I think there was a, a good tension between the, the two news departments. And I, I thought we got better because of you. And I thought that the community benefited because of that competition, that there was a competition uh, to cover stories and get there first and, you know, kind of get the inside scoop. And again, the community was the beneficiary of that. And now, you know, all these years later, obviously the, the landscape has completely changed. But the result is, is that, um, that, you know, that competition doesn't really exist much anymore. And the community is not the better for it. And now people are grasping to find out where can I get information about what's going on? Who do I trust? Um, yeah, I think if you want to know what I think, you can just replay what, what you just said. <laughs> no, sorry. Way to go, John. <laughs> sorry. We're interviewing John as Thank Rich. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Rich. I appreciate that. Now I'd like to talk more about me. I... <laughs> but, but enough about you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, it is true. I mean, I do miss, I, and and for years, you know, it was uh, we grew up with the newspaper, and many of our viewers and listeners had grown up with the newspaper. And things have definitely changed now. When you pick up a local newspaper, it's it's mostly some national stories, or maybe USA Today has covered something, and we kind of flavor it some way. Are you seeing that, Rich? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I mean, it's it's what you said. I mean, I I grew up in a newspaper family I grew up at a time when newspapers were big and uh, you thought it would last forever it was it was it was a way to start the day just like you described and, yeah. and I think the competition was good but even even beyond that I think I think a lot of people in Livingston County were, didn't realize how, how good they had it I mean you had you had what I can honestly say it was a pretty damn good newspaper yeah. for, for the size we cover a lot and and he had a really good news uh, radio station there was there was there weren't many places in the state with that combination where where the two the radio station and the uh, and the newspaper both had such a uh, uh, a firm grasp on on the community and and, and kind of um, concentrated only on that community but didn't have a lot of outside competition 
you had the internal competition between the radio, the radio and the newspaper. But, but I mean, Ann Arbor didn't have that. Lansing didn't have that. Uh, you guys are the only radio station, and and for all practical purposes, we were the only uh, newspaper, and and the only thing either one of us cared about, by and large, was Livingston County. Yeah. So that, and it, it was better coverage than most people got. And, and I, I can remember telling the a former uh, president of the uh, of the free press when we were, we were talking about how the industry was changing and how people were getting away from newspapers. And you know, I grew up at a time that said if you were in a town, even if you the newspaper was essential, even if it wasn't a good paper, everybody read it. Right. Right. It was just it was a thing that used to happen, and and I think a lot's been lost with that. You you've touched on it. Uh, it it's, it's not just the competition. It's not just you know that that's an internal thing. Uh, that that that's a good way to to motivate newsrooms because people aren't competitive. But but it's just it was just a way to let the the community know what was going on. Whether it was the uh, uh, coverage of uh, municipal meetings, you know, city councils and school boards and townships. Uh, uh, we were well known for that back in the days of uh, you wouldn't know Bill Sliger. He used to own the the uh, Bright Nargis, but then Raleigh Peterson. I mean, they were driven by by a strong presence at local meetings. Right. Uh, and then and then also what was going on in the community? Uh, fundraisers, new stores opening up, restaurants, uh, nonprofit groups. I mean, there was a way that that the paper and and the and the radio station filled that that uh, purpose as well. Let people know had a, had a common bond as to what what was going on in their community. Well, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Rich. It's it's a hypothetical, obviously, but um, you know there was a time when, um, with the two being so prominent, uh, the radio station and the newspaper being so prominent in the community. Um, what do you think? How do you think things would have worked out? Do you think it would have been better had, say, the radio station had a great relationship on the air, so to speak, with with the uh, with the news team at the newspaper? Maybe doing a hey, what's coming up in, in tomorrow's news or that kind of thing, where it was actually discussion. Like if we had you, Rich Perlberg, on Mike and John in the morning back in the day, do you think that would have worked or no? Oh, I think at the time that would have been yeah, because you saw that happen in other other right. markets. Yeah. But I don't think it would have changed the fundamental uh, because. The changes that we saw happen here in Livingston County, these are happening writ large across the rest of the Absolutely. world. You right. know. Yeah, it would have been a good thing to have at the time. It wouldn't have changed the outcome. Right. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, and I, and I guess, you know, the, the it's interesting you, you talk about how, you know, when the paper was, right, it was fully invested in the community, covering whether it was school board meetings or, you know, I mean, everything, and, 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 the, and the radio news team was as well covering the full breadth of the community as best we could. Um, and largely, I think it was because you had leaders at the top who had a vision of community. And it was yeah. based on the community. So I know for the radio end, uh, for our experience, you know, Greg and Marcia Jablonski, who owned the radio station previously, they had that commitment to community uh, yeah. and an understanding that hey, look, we can make a good living doing this. We're going to sell advertising. We think it's worth it to the businesses here to buy advertising on the radio station. We think they'll find it worth it. But our core our core 
audience, our core customer, are the listeners, the, the, the members of the community. That's who we, you know, that's who we're catering to. And I think at the newspaper, it was the same thing. You yeah, people the at readers. the top who were looking at like and being invested in the community as opposed to where I think we are now, which is the corporatization of media. Um, yeah, there is some of that too, but I think I think it is still. I mean, we had. I mean, we weren't locally owned for the most most of my time here. We were owned by uh, by Phil Power, right? But Phil Power had a. But, but they pushed. They pushed the local thing. I, I, I agree with that. That sense of uh, and, and what bothers me. A lot of a lot of things bother me. But one, one of the things that concerns me about the media in Livingston County right now, and it's not unusual characteristic around the, around the country is is not just that you have fewer people uh, on the street. I think they mainly have three reporters at, at, the, at the paper now. But there's no there's no editor there. There's no leadership there that that has a history that knows the community that can bring some perspective in. Uh, it is not, to, and that's not to criticize the skills of the of the new staff that's there at all. But but there's nobody right. To, to guide them, to give them that history, to say, yeah, I've been here. I know who these people are. I know, I know what's important, and and go from there. It's not that it's not that it was fail safe, but I, but there was a commitment, right. and, and it did give people a sense that that yeah, we were certainly in there to make a profit, but but we made a profit by by trying to put out a, a newspaper that communicated with the community. Exactly. I think it's it's you know I think what we have now is situation and it's, not not anything specifically but just generally I think you have you're putting the cart before the horse uh, profit and, before the quality you know, in, in all cases right. in, in both of these uh, types of situations I think um, you know uh, so looking forward um, I guess uh, you know because obviously as I said you know at the beginning I think people are generally whatever their political bent may be. Uh, I think people generally, if you know, they want to get accurate news, and they want to they want to know what is going on in their community. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Uh, they want to know what's happening, and and to a large extent, there's doubt or or concern or confusion about where do I go to get that information. And you know, I'm looking for it because of social media. The internet obviously was a big disruptive agent that sort of changed everything. Um, but then you add in social media, yeah, the Facebook stuff with, and uh, and, and what we end up having is is I think people cannot discern one uh, content provider from another. They all seem the same. It all comes through our phone. It uh, it's all looks the same. Well, you know, this guy said on Facebook to a lot of people is the same as you know CBS is reporting or the Washington Post is reporting, and they go, well, it all comes through on my phone. It all comes through on this little device, and so therefore it's all the same. Yeah, there, there isn't that. I mean, it used to be you used to see some really ridiculous things that on tabloids when you would check out at the grocery right, store. Right, right. Put that in perspective, and there isn't that, uh, like you said, that discerning anymore. There's a, there's a couple of things that that bother me about that. One, one is. From the newspaper standpoint, which I knew more about than the radio, you know, it's it's there's there's fewer papers being published. I have no idea what their what their printed circulation is, but that paper doesn't get out there, so you've lost that common bond. Whether we did a good job or a, or or a, or not, at least there was a there was a common place where where a large percentage of the uh, community. Back when we were weekly, we had about 60-70% penetration in right. the county. So, so everybody had a common starting point. They could go back and say, did you see what that stupid paper wrote today? But but they're all talking about the yeah. same thing. And that's and that's not happening anymore. And and it, 
one, it, you lose, I think, you lose a sense of community. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm overstating it, but I, I do think you lose some of that sense of community when you don't have that common bond. You don't have a, a good alternative that I that I've seen yet to to provide that. Right, and, and it's too scattered. And there's another thing, and I, and I don't want to get too patting ourselves on the back, but but I don't think there's anybody out there or many out there to ask those questions uh, that. That folks in power sometimes don't want to ask. Right. I that mean, that's the. I mean, and they're, not, and they're not like go of the story. It's right. One thing to cover the story and then, and then let it go, but it's another thing to come back and say, you know, you still haven't given us an answer to this. Or you said back such and such, and 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 now you're and now you're saying something different. I think if yeah. people do that these days, Rich, they get fired, <laughs> or or they get asked to leave. <laughs> right. Hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, but I think you've you've hit the essential nail on the head about you know what is news, what is journalism, what is that, and what do people expect out of it? And you're right in the sense that you know if if we as journalists aren't asking the questions that the people in power really don't want us to ask, they really don't want to answer that question. If we don't ask it, who is? And if there's no platform for them to kind of really be forced to answer it, then they won't answer it. So, for instance, this is Sunshine Week here in Michigan, where we're supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, hyping up the Freedom of Information Act and, and how that benefits people. And yet in Michigan, we have really one of the weaker FOIA uh, regimes. Yeah. Uh, the legislature is completely unaccountable by their own vote. <laughs> They've just decided we are not accountable uh, to the people. You can't FOIA our, our material by their own vote, which is ridiculous. Um, and so that's where I just say, that's where I say to people, you know, because you get the whole, oh, it's fake news, or you asked that question that I think is political because you asked it of a person I like, therefore you, you know. And that's where I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about the future about how we as a republic, how we as a society move forward in trying to basically hold our leaders accountable. And I, we got we kind of got to wrap things up, so I want to leave you with the last word on that. I mean, looking down the road, I mean, wh where do you think we might be able to do that, or do you? Well, I wish I, wish I had an answer to that. Uh, you know, come back to me in five or ten years. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not... Somehow, and I don't have any specifics. Somehow, I believe there will be something that develops. Think, you know, things can't go on forever. Newspapers, for instance, had a, had a really long run. It's not the same thing anymore. The, the business model doesn't work on a computer that it did on the same way that it did on, on newsprint. We we had a, a a system in which we could ask those questions. We could irritate people, but we we had the freedom to do that because we were strong economically. We People might get angry at our editorials, but they liked the fact that we covered the, the, their, their grandchildren's basketball games. Right, right. So, so by covering the full community, it gave us the freedom to do some of the things that were a little bit more nettlesome. Once you lose that economic uh, base, uh, it, it gets a lot tougher. And I, and I you know, I, I applaud what you guys are doing. I like what Maria's trying to do. But, boy, I just, I just don't know if the... Um, yeah. I, I, it's going to be a broad enough room to, to really cover the community. And what happens is the community doesn't know what it doesn't know, you know? And and they... I, I, I think they'll miss it in things like fundraising and, and opportunities. The, 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 the more serious thing is, I think, is, well, they really don't know what's going on in their uh, elected offices and, and will they have anybody holding them accountable right. that's got a credible a credible position and and that 
I, I, I wish I had some uh, some brave and comforting words. I, I don't know what that that future is going to be. I hope something will. Well, gee, thanks, Rich. I was looking for something to. I you know, know I was looking for something to cling on in the storm, and now I just you know. <laughs> now we have to. Now we have to keep this show going for five years so we can come back to you. Can't come here at seven in the morning. Yes. Hi, Rich Broberg. Can you save the republic? You've got thirty seconds. Can you save the republic? You've got thirty seconds. Yes. Uh, I have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, there you okay. Go. You're going into politics. All right. Hi, Rich Pearlberg, thank you so much for joining us this morning here. Mike and John yeah. got, got Pre- going on. Appreciate the conversation. Yeah, uh, hopefully we stuff. can continue this a, a little bit later and maybe go a little bit more in depth. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right, Rich. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our community spotlight, of course, brought to you by Jordan Genso, not yes. only a realtor, but a great baker. It's true. You can give him a call, 248-444-9777. Find him on Facebook at Jordan Genso, community servant, community realtor. And, of course, if you say you heard it on Mike and John Got It Going On, we get more bread. Yeah. So if that's not motivation for you, I don't know what is. We'll share the bread. If we get enough, we'll bring you know, it out to Pinkney during the true. parade. Don't forget, we're going to be at the Pinkney yeah. St. Patty's Day Parade. You know what? Hello. Uncle Bill. (laughs) (laughs) You answered that like you weren't sure who was calling. (laughs) He's like, they're late. We're late for class on the day before class. I'm sorry. Yes. For school to fools. You know, here's the thing. You earlier last week you said you weren't going to be here this week and you had you know something going on on Wednesday. So we arranged for a substitute uh for tomorrow. tomorrow but then you came back and said you know I can't be available on Tuesday so we've had cl- got yeah. class two days in a row right. <laughs> that, that's never happened no. um well, I'm I'm disheartened to know I could be so easy no 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 hold on hold on no 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 actually you're our favorite teacher yeah yeah you're our favorite oh, professor uh, you know, until tomorrow <laughs> and um and and so uh today is class this is class. Right. Tomorrow is going to be, you know, extra credit day. It's like any time a substitute yeah. comes in, you're like, blow off. You know, you get out your comic book yeah. and you stick it in the textbook and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm studying. Right. Oh, you know, you oh look what Veronica's I, I always hope for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you see the film strip come in, you're like, all right. <laughs> Johnny Tremaine. You're like, okay. <laughs> Johnny Tremaine. Walter Cronkite, you're there. Right. Okay. So it's class time. Yes, it is. What's, yeah. uh, what's our subject today? Well, you know, I heard a little something uh, that two guys uh, won Best Morning Show back-to-back. Isn't that back amazing? Correct? Back-to-back, yeah. Yeah, we're the bad boys. Back-to-back. Okay. That's what I, that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. So our topic today is back-to-back championships. Back-to-back championships. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, get back so to class here. Hold on. Hold on. John's stepping out of the class for a moment. Uh, is he going to grab his championship belt? Probably. Hold on. Hold he's, on. He's unwrapping something okay. out of a uh, a bin here in the groovy little pod pad. Mm. Although while he's messing around, not yeah, paying yeah, attention, you, 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 you can, can ask the first you question. Can call and I'll, uh, I got it. Oh, okay. Ah, ah. Uh, true or false? Hold on. Oh, now. Oh. There it is, our bad boys poster. There we go, bad boys yeah. back to back, baby. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Okay. yeah, we got Phil Lamb beer, beer and. Um, That's Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, you mentioned back to back bad boys, and I knew I had that poster. He somewhere. got distracted. It was like a squirrel <laughs> looking for his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> They're hanging lower and lower these days. All right. Is he wearing a cone of shame? Or is he, uh, he should be. 
<laughs> All right, so back to back yes. championships. All right, here we go. All right, so true or false? True or false? In winning multiple World Series, the Yankees have only stopped at two one time. So, in other words, you know they won multiple championships. Right. But in all that time, only once have they stopped it just back-to-back. So they've never had a three in a row. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Their other back-to-backs have been like three in a row or four in a row or five in a row. But there's only one time. Only one of them have been two in a row. Is that true or false? Hmm. I think that's true. Wait, I'm, wait. I'm confused. <laughs> well, if you were paying attention, and I'm sorry. Go. So, John, <laughs> yeah, as the, sorry, teacher. The Yankees, over all their years, yeah, have multiple times that they've won multiple championships. Okay. And I'm saying, in all those times right. that they've won multiple championships in a row, only once has it been back to back. I see. Every other time, it's been either three or four or five. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Now there are times when they just won one championship, or they won three or more. I get, I get it. Now you got, I got it. I got it. Way to grasp the concept. This is like trigonometry. (laughs) All right. What did you say? False. I said true. Oh, then I say false. All right, Uh, John, you are correct. Um, (laughs) See, it paid off. A distraction. Yeah, there have been six occasions when they have won back-to-back championships. Three of them have been just twice. That was uh, 27, 28, 61, 62, and 77, 78. You know, I, I knew 77, 78. That's what I was kind yeah. of thinking about because I was actually, you know, around then. And, and me too, John. Yeah. Someone, uh, <laughs> Someone Reggie so, Jackson was on the team. Oh, yeah. Reggie. Mr. October. That was when they yeah. beat the Dodgers back-to-back years, four games to two. So, oh. all right. Uh, hey, who was the first country to win back-to-back World Cup titles? Is it Uruguay, Italy, Brazil, or Argentina? Argentina. I'm going to say, I'm gonna, you want me to answer first? Well, yeah, you got okay. the one right, so. I think it's Brazil. Brazil. All right, John is. I only, because of Pele. Because of Pele, I have no idea. Uh, I'm just guessing so Brazil. So for, for soccer? Yes, this is World Cup. World soccer. Cup. And what were the teams besides Brazil? Uruguay, Italy, and Argentina. I think it's Argentina. All right. Did you say that because of the way I said Argentina, or is that how you felt about <laughs> no, it? No, that's how I felt about it. All right. Uh, it's actually Italy. No. Was I was. I knew it was one of the two. It was either Italy or Don't Argentina. cry for him, Argentina. Yeah. That is correct. Actually, Uruguay won the first one, then Italy won the next two, and then Uruguay won after that. So how about okay. that? Well, Uruguay, that's kind of fun to say sometimes. <laughs> Have a few shots no, and try Uruguay. Say, Why don't you call me? Uruguay. What did you say I am? No, I'm not. I am I'm not. married. We're just friends. Uruguay. Just, we just <laughs> hung out. It was college. <laughs> just experimenting. We're experimenting. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right. All right. Well, so far, John has gotten one right, and yes. Mike has not gotten any of them right. Yeah. So we move on. Hey, who's the only team besides the Celtics to win an NBA championship in the 60s? Is it the Lakers, the 76ers, the Knicks, or the San Francisco Warriors? Hmm. And they, and they won them back-to-back. Well, so. the Celtics uh, won two in a row 
Uh, then on. they didn't win, and then they won eight in a row. Right. So okay. You got to tell me the, the other team. Between all that. I see. I think it was the Knicks. You're going right. with the Knicks. I'm going, going with the Knicks. Melbourne. Bite yeah. them in the butt. Seventy <laughs> Sixers. <laughs> Mike, you say the Seventy Sixers. I do. Yes. Mike, you are correct. Uh, yes. Huh? Yes. Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. <laughs> was it in '76? I know no. it was not. No, this was no, in the because this this was, was in the '60s. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. that's when the Celtics just like owned that decade. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. It was rigged. Uh, and guess who else owned that decade? In the 60s, the Beatles. The UCLA Bruins. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. From 64 to 73, the UCLA won 9 of 10 NCAA championships. And what I think one of those was like 72 or something. Then they went 33 in a row. Something like that. Yeah. Wow, look at you. Yeah. That's impressive. So which school gave them the hiccup? <clears throat> oh. Was it San Francisco, Kentucky, UTEP, or Cincinnati? Hmm. I think it was UTEP. All right. John says UTEP. 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 I just like saying it. Cincinnati. All right. Uh, John. No way. You are back-to-back champions. Wow. Wow. Correct. Wow. University of Texas, El Paso. Yeah, so. I, I wasn't even sure where Utah was. <laughs> I, I thought I was it was like, made up. I was like, "Is that Utah?" I might. I don't know where. I'm not sure. You tip here. I tip there. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> you tipped in it. <laughs> it is the University of Texas El Paso. Okay. Well, I, my superior sports knowledge yes, paid off that once was again. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him what a triple double is. He doesn't know. He thinks it's like when you go to the ice cream yeah. shop. Triple double. Yeah. Put uh, put some chocolate on that and some sprinkles. Uh, we were at the Pistons game on Sunday, and Kate Cunningham was one rebound away from a triple double. Right. Wow. All right. He's the future of the franchise, yes, is what they yeah. said. No pressure, though, Kate. Don't yeah. worry. Uh, it was actually entertaining that game, even though they lost by four. They were up by 18. Did you go to the game? I did. On oh, Sunday, I did. All right. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Uh, the tiebreaker was how many titles have the Yankees won? All together? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I'm going to say somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say 24. I would have said 27. Uh, Mike, you would have been dead on 27. Oh, wow. uh, Don't I get extra credit for that? So it's really a tie. No, you do not. No. Uh, John, it is the Montreal Canadiens that have won 24 championships. Oh, wow. Montreal okay. so, Canadiens. Right. Had it been a hockey question, right? That would have yeah. been different. How about the Lions? How many? It is. It is Le Habitat, Mike. That is the, the habitat. French version. That's the uh, H in the uh, C. Yes. Uh, oh, is that what it is? The H in the C. Yeah, I thought it was just know. a funny way of writing a C. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the, the Habs. Yeah, because they call French them of Canadian is Le Habitant. Le Habitant. I didn't know we were yeah. taking French along with <laughs> this class. He spoke French. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to call you Gomez Adams. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, thank. Hey, now, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, it's the it's the it's the parent way that you go. Hey, hey. Uh, so <laughs> the parent way. Now that you know, that's a little. Key. We live in an inclusive society now, yeah. so come on now. That's correct. <laughs> um, uh, well, okay, uh, so, and back to the UCLA Bruins. A Bruins a bear, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, just yes. checking. I want to make sure. In case yes. it comes up on a future test. Yeah. So, the USC, what are what are Trojans? 
<laughs> Those are warriors. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. better be. <laughs> you need a strong get, warrior. Get your, sh- get your shield out. Shield warrior. <laughs> they are there for your protection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's wrap it well, up. Well, we have learned a little, little bit here today. <laughs> All right. Well, right, thank Uncle you, Uncle Bill. Bill. We appreciate your early uh, class time to this week. Yeah, we'll do it yeah. next week I'm on Wednesday, be, right? Uh, 24 hours from now, I will be unconscious. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right, Uncle Bill. Good luck. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right, thank you. Take care, guys. All right, thanks, All right. Uncle Bill with School of the Fools. Of course, yep. uh, we want to thank Murphy's Auto. Call today, schedule an appointment at 517-552-3040. Or come by the shop, 6000 on Pinckney Road, uh, Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. Or go it. online, murphysfamilyauto.com. Yes. Uh, All right. Two-cent history lesson? It is time, yes. All right. Two-cent history lesson. March 15th, today is True Confessions Day. Who ate most of the bread and the cookies for the Mike and John got it going on? I show. don't know. I have nothing to say. It's also Brutus Day. Et tu Brute? Et tu Brute? Is that what it is? Et tu Brute? Well, is that Latin, that means you too, Brutus. You okay. as well, Brutus. You too. You stabbed me as well. Yes, because of that. Yeah. The stabbing of Caesar. Well, the Ides of March. When is the Ides of March? It's not today, is it? Because that's the day that uh, Caesar was stabbed. That is today. Though. By Brutus and his gang. Yeah. You know. Thugs. 1820. <laughs> Wimpy. <laughs> the gang. Was it Brutus or Bluto? It was Bluto. Yeah. It was Bluto. Why did they call him Brutus on certain episodes? I, yeah, that's a good uh, question. Popeye. All right. Maybe that's something we should have asked Uncle Bill yeah, on we'll that, that one. next time. 1820, Maine became the 23rd state to join the United States of America. Welcome, Maine. Right. Bring some lobster. Right. They just sliced it off the top of what had been Massachusetts. They go, you know what? This is kind of big for a state. We're yeah. just going to make a whole other one Slice right here. here. Yeah. Get Mrs. Uh, Fletcher and have her solve crimes in Cabot <laughs> Cove. <laughs> right. 1820. Where the murder per capita is way out of control. <laughs> not, not safe. <laughs> but they ate a lot of pie there. In 1937, Dr. Bernard Fantas and his team opened the very first Blood Bank, mm. Cook County Hospital, Chicago, USA. Going to donate to the Blood Bank? Yeah, you should. 1945, Billboard started publishing the top album charts list with the King Cole Trio oh. as the first. Now you know. All right. You know any of the uh, King Cole Trio's hits? I don't. Nor do I. Okay. Well. 1956, the musical My Fair Lady had its first performance on Broadway. Is that the one with the book on the head? Walk straight, My Fair yeah, Lady? Yeah, My Fair Lady. Okay. Robert Foster. Rain in the Plains fall mainly, or whatever, Rain in Spain falls the rain mainly on the Plains. The rain in Spain yeah. falls, falls mainly, mainly on the Plains. The plains. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Foster, 1959, made a world record for holding his breath underwater. Held his breath for an incredible 13 minutes, 42.5 seconds. No, he didn't. That's BS. <laughs> Had the record for 48 years. Yeah, I don't buy it. You, you don't think he held his breath for I don't see. Minutes? I don't see how that's physically possible. It says it right here. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, okay. yeah. Jimi Hendrix, 1968, was declared the most spectacular guitarist in the world. Wait, I've got a poster. No. By Life magazine. That was one magazine where you probably didn't anticipate Jimi Hendrix being on the Probably cover. not. I mean, maybe uh, when it showed up. Rolling uh, Stone, maybe. No. Oh, look, here's a nice picture of Danny Thomas. And, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Dang hippies. 1972, 
the first installment of The Godfather. Yeah. Starring Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, premiered. Gosh, 50 years ago. Yeah, wow. 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Great movie who's only surpassed by its sequel. I believe they're showing it today in in certain theaters. That makes sense, yeah. yeah, Just to, well, bring back the nostalgia. (laughs) And make a buck. Well, yeah. (laughs) And finally, the very first dot-com domain was registered on this day in 1985. The domain was Symbolics.com. And was made by Symbolic Inc., a computer company in Massachusetts. It was just below Symbolic. Symbolics.com. Symbolics. Okay. Symbolics.com. All right. Bollocks. Let's just see if it's still there. We're checking this out. Yes. Live. We're recorded live. Oh, welcome to Symbolics.com. It's like Saturday Night Live would do sometimes. They would record <laughs> it make live. The sound. <laughs> we were recorded live in front of a... Oh, right here. The world's first and oldest registered .com on See, the internet. You know, you were doubting my history lesson. Yeah, I just well. And, and, and you know what? The whole website is is, 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 is that. It's that we are the oldest. I don't think they we do got nothing. We got nothing. We got the first website. Okay. Very cool. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a museum page. <laughs> Okay, anyway. Very interesting. I did not know it was that early. I thought it would be more. 1985. I would have thought like later 80s or early 90s. Now I know. You do. And of course, we want to thank our friends at Firehouse Doors. Indeed, we do. Let me me get back. Yeah, if you want to show them off. All right, Firehouse Doors, of course. Mike Witt and company serving Livingston County for over 20 years. If you need garage doors. Uh, 24 years here well, in Livingston over 20 County. is 24. I understand, but so. let's be specific. All right. Almost 25 years. Just about. Yeah. They're 20, smidge away from 25. In their 25th year. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Nearly a quarter of a century. Yeah. At this serving point. Livingston County and their garage door needs. A family-owned business. They strive to treat each customer like family. I am a customer, and I can attest to that as well. Firehouse Doors also veteran-owned. Mike, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. And it is your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead doors. And for the past 21 years, Firehouse Doors has been Livingston County's only authorized distributor of CHI overhead doors. And here's the deal. Yeah. If you call... Before April 1st. Right. You only got a few weeks left. Tell them Mike and John sent you. Or you heard us talking about Firehouse Doors here on Mike and John Got It Going Right, on, right. And you'll get 5% off. Right. And Mike will bake us a loaf of bread. No, that Mike was bake? Jordan. That was Jordan. That was Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Jordan and Mark, Mike should start a bakery. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Doors and donuts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number All right. to call is 810-599-7480. Absolutely. So thank Firehouse you to Firehouse Doors. Doors. Thank you to Murphy's Family Auto. And thank you to Jordan Jensel, of course, supporters here on Mike and John. Got it going on. Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, got it going on, John is going to get it going on with our exit theme. Yes. Which will lead us into the post-podcast right. after party. Stay tuned. Yes. We've been told it's some of the most interesting content we oh, have. Oh, God, yeah. That's what we've been told. We've been saying that. Well, yeah. We've been saying we told ourselves. This is it. This is fascinating. Hey, if you go back to the beginning, you'll see my press conference. <laughs> Don't miss the Mike Moreno press retirement. conference. Okay. Dear God. <laughs>